I just spent like five times longer getting everything set up and going the actual conversation. I know, right? Hi, everyone. Welcome to Respawn Aim Fire, the Kick-Ass Irreverent Gaming Podcast. Uh, we are doing a special barf episode for the month of July for Fable. Uh, I'm Chad Michael Linus. We have with me the coagulated Holden DePardo. How are you, Holden? <laughs> I, I guess coagulated. Sounds delicious, like jello. <laughs> Uh, or like gunky blood. <laughs> if this is your first time joining us for a barf episode, barf stands for backlog accomplishment with respawn and friends. It's a monthly thing that we do where we all choose as a community one game that we're going to play from our backlog, something that might have been a classic that we never got to, or something that people really revere, or just something we wanted to play that we haven't been able to. You choose the games by going to patreon.com slash respawnaimfire, giving us a buck, and being able to vote on what we play, as well as uh, a bunch of other cool shit from that as well. Holden! Let's jump in and talk about Fable. Before we get into our opinions about it, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the background, (laughs) the history of it, the reception of it. Uh, f- little inside baseball. This is the third time that we're recording this intro right now. <laughs> the second time that Holden is hearing this information, all due to fun technical issues. So Holden, act surprised when I say some of these things. Absolutely, hundred percent. Very all new. I Fable? wasn't even listening to the two times. So this is new, <laughs> I, all new. I hundred percent believe that. <laughs> Fable was developed by uh, Big Blue Box Studios, who was a satellite developer of Lionhead Studios. Rest in peace. Uh, they oh, were axed after yeah. Fable Legends was canceled. Very sad. Yeah. Published by Microsoft mm. Studios. Uh, released on Xbox, Windows, and Mac OS. The game shipped in September of 2004. So this is three years after the original Xbox was released. And in fact, an extended version of the game called Fable The Lost Chapters was released on Xbox and Windows one year later, September 2005. Here's some of the stuff that The Lost Chapters includes. I found this really interesting. And the version we both played, Fable Anniversary, includes this content as well. Uh, It included new monsters, weapons, alignment-based spells for evil and good spells, items, armor, towns, buildings, expressions, and the ability to give children objects. The story also receives further augmentation in the form of nine new areas and 16 additional quests. Characters such as Briar Rose and Scythe, who played a only minor roles in the original game, are now given more importance and are included in certain main and side quests. Now, Holden, the first time we had this discussion, I was like, I can't really think of a game that's had this kind of significant um, content drop, and it's not to me, it didn't really seem like DLC. And then you said, it kind of is DLC, the type of content that is, but DLC was unheard of at the time. Yeah. But... Here's what it does remind me of that I've thought of since we had that discussion 10 minutes ago. It kind of reminds me of like weird expansion packs that you would have on PC games. All like oh, I'm yeah. thinking of the original Diablo. The original Diablo had an expansion slash one and a half version called Diablo Hellfire that added two new character classes to play as a couple of new items and like some weird new levels. But it was like almost like a weird modded version of Diablo rather than Diablo Point five, uh, and that's kind of what this reminds me of. But interestingly enough, you could not get all of this content by itself. You had to buy the game again in this new version. You couldn't just download additional stuff for it. If that happened nowadays, people would flip shit. They would riot. They, they would, would absolutely free riot. pussy riot. I don't actually mm-hmm. know what that means or what pussy riot is or where they are if, if they're being held against their will. 
But I've seen that sign a, a lot. <laughs> it's a it's a band, but they're very politically oriented. The whole band is called Free Pussy Riot. Well, the band is called Pussy Riot, but there is a they went abroad or something like that, and there was a controversy. I don't remember exactly what happened, but okay. I know there's a band called Pussy Riot because my roommate back in Chicago was a really big fan of them. But I don't know what happened to them other than that they're political. Okay. So, well, I hope I they're will doing sound okay. Ignorant. <laughs> I hope they're back home <laughs> safe with their loved ones. <laughs> Fable itself was a critical release upon critical success upon release. It sold 375,000 copies in its first week, 600,000 in the first month, and its sales rose to 1.5 million by March 2005, uh, which was about six months after it released. And then currently it's sitting around 3 million copies worldwide, not including all of the people who might have played it on Game Pass, which I'm sure now that Fable has been announced for Xbox Series X is a lot more people. The release uh, kind of sits around an 83 to an 85 on Metacritic, depending on the platform and the version that you're looking at. And it's scored really well. GameSpot gave it an 8.6. IGN gave it a 9.3. 1UP gave it an A. For Fable. The game won more than 35 awards, became Xbox's fastest-selling game up to that time, even better than Halo. And 1UP.com said, quote, Combat becomes its own mini-game, with the goal not solely to beat a foe, but to beat it with skill and get the most from every fight. Slaughter becomes irrelevant, and the fights never become tedious. USA Today, which again I'll bring up, for some reason had business reviewing video games, said the game, quote, should satisfy you with its incredible depth, open-ended gameplay, and a solid story that gets even better about halfway through the adventure. My only question is, I'll bring it up again, Chad, what did the Associated Press New York Times say about it in their reviews? Again, they did not respond by publication date with a comment, so. Shame. The short length of the main plot was criticized by reviewers, but many overlooked this due to a large array of side quests available to the player. One of the complaints that arose upon the release of Fable was the fact that it failed to include features that Peter Molyneux had, Peter Molyneux, who directed the game, had mentioned while the game was still in development. Kind of like a, a uh, Sean Murray... No Man's Sky, like, this is coming, but it's not. One of those examples was, you could have kids in the game, said Peter Molyneux, and then the game shipped and you couldn't have kids in the game. And in fact, he had even mentioned that it was a big feature, like a a big feature with consequences is what your kids do in the game. Uh, Kids did make it into Fable 2 and 3, however. Holden, that's what the world had to say about it and how it was kind of brought up about. But I want to now dive into our discussion about the game and figure out... Did you overall like the game, or did you overall not like the game? Please respond appropriately. I would say overall, I liked it, but I wouldn't say I liked it a lot. It was it was good. It was an okay game. I do feel like if I had played this back in 2004, it would have blown my mind. Sure. But it didn't have any serious impact And what were you, like me. three in 2004? <laughs> I was <laughs> like seven months old at the time, seven so I couldn't months. have even played it then. It had sold. Um, but By the time you were seven months, it had sold. That doesn't even make sense. Please continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I I, wouldn't say I disliked it, but I, I don't know. Like, I, I think I had a lot of hype going into this. It seemed like it was a game that was going to have a bunch of consequences for your decisions, and maybe I didn't do enough in the game to see some of those consequences, but... I felt like the biggest moment where I felt like my consequences mattered was when I was in the jail cell and the guy's like, oh, you're chicken chaser. You're, and he explains like what happened at the arena. And I'm like, yep, that that's a story plot that happened in the game. 
and it, it never really like hit me that my decisions mattered in some way. But I know you played it evil, so I think we might have had different outcomes. So I think I'm about to find out what some of the differences could have been, but I, I didn't feel it that much while playing it. One thing I did appreciate though about how this game does decisions is that it's never in a menu option or like what are you going to do are you going to hit a or b to make your decision which right. that was nice it did actually make it kind of confusing for me though in 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 a my fault kind of way where the first time i felt like i had a really big decision was when i'm up against um the big like bandit guard dude i forgot his name but it's right, right before you meet your sister twin blade yeah, yeah something like that right before you meet your sister and i was going for the good path and i'm like there's no option to leave the option to leave was just to leave <laughs> uh, but i was like waiting for a prompt so i ended up like unsheathing my sword or something like that and then um twin blade said oh so that's how it is then and then we started fighting and i'm like oh i didn't really have much of a choice there but that was just because i didn't understand like that i wasn't supposed to hit a prompt and it's kind of funny that in that respect this game was kind of ahead of the game because mass effect has been for me the gold standard of decision making in games and that's entirely based around choose the option on the dialogue wheel to make your choice so i liked how natural it felt but i think that i'm more looking forward to future fable games where i hope that some of those decisions seem to have more consequence or i might learn from your opinion that the evil path was way different than mine so i guess we'll find out i agree with you that i think this game was so far ahead of its time with uh, with many with much of what it was trying to do I played it once when it came out as a kid, and I loved it back then. I played it again this time, and I did. I had a good time with it, despite I had a lot of technical issues. Was your frame rate garbage the entire time? No, no. But I had to restart my game a few times. My no matter what, every single time I played this, throughout a hundred percent of the time, my frame rate was trash. And it was like jumpy and really? and anytime that I would adjust the camera, like with the right thumbstick, oh, it would have this weird like terrible. zoom out and zoom in thing. It'd be like, ah! Oh. Ah! <laughs> oh, I didn't have that, but it, it it's rotating the camera felt I don't even know how to describe it. It wasn't like jerky, but it just felt so unnatural that yeah. I ended up relying on the auto camera, even though that wasn't great either. Huh. Interesting. I wonder what it was about. Maybe I I completely shut off my console and turned it back on and that didn't seem to help the issue. I wonder what it was. But anyway, the the game itself, I had a good time with, for sure. I enjoyed the humor of it uh, a lot, some of the characters and the weird and quirky things they say. I did grow very tired of Chicken Chaser very quickly, but then eventually changed it to whatever I ended up changing it to. Um, Oh, the Reaper. I was the Reaper. (laughs) Um, But you're right. Yeah, I played it. I played it evil, and there, from what I understand, from looking at the IGN walkthrough guide is that it has a good guide and a bad guide and it looked like they kind of meandered a little bit towards the end based on your choices so i went full evil which by the way is not fun like whenever you get to things (laughs) where you have to like purposefully kill innocent people and like it's not fun i don't know why anyone would choose to play that way i only chose to play it this way is like to get a unique perspective on the game in a a way that i hadn't played it before but i understand like Oh, I'm going to steal something from somebody's wardrobe in their house while they're not looking. That's fine. Yeah. But then to have a mission where it's like, yeah, go into this town and kill all the guards and then help the bandits fucking pillage everything. And I was like... Uh. That seems odd for the story as well. 
Like, join this guild, learn these powers, and then murder everyone against every training you just had. Yeah. That seems very stark. Or your quote-unquote rival, for lack of a better word, like your Pokemon rival in the game, Whisper. (laughs) When we get to the 100% what Whisper was. Here's (laughs) a point in the game. You must battle her again. (laughs) Yeah. That's exactly what she was. And it's like, just fucking kill her for no reason in in the arena. Like. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, that felt terrible. Why would anyone choose to do this? But I did. I played it evil. And from my from what I understand, the oh, and then I killed my sister at the end. Took the sword, killed her with it, became super powerful. Terrible. I know, I know. It felt bad doing it, but it doesn't matter because I looked badass as hell. I had giant horns like six inches thick coming off my head. I had all of these like glowy veins all over my face too. My eyes were bright red. It was so cool. Well, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. The more evil you get, the bigger your horns get, the more kind of deformed looking you get. It's cool. But overall, I enjoyed the game. Um, I want to talk before we get into like story differences. Actually, no, you know what? Let's talk about story differences and then we'll talk about technical aspects of the game. Um, so my story... Yours probably, I assume, is going to be a little bit similar. Um, I was not super whelmed by it. It seemed really shallow. <laughs> the characters were really 2D, two-dimensional. Um, I didn't give a shit about anyone. But anyway, it, it ends up, you know, you're looking for your sister. Turns out she's working with the bandits in Twinblade against her will. Jack took her eyes. You go to the arena. You fight. You kill Whisper or you don't kill Whisper, whichever you decide. But you get to the end of the arena, and then Jack gives you this cool medal that allows you to go to new places, but is also tracking your location the whole time. Um, and then I have to go free some prisoner, <laughs> and then I go to jail, and then I'm in jail, but my mom's also in jail. I found my mommy, and then I go to break my mommy out of jail, and then, um, I don't know, something happens, and I go to a graveyard, and I like, dig up some dude's body, and like all of his shit, and give it back to him, and then... Then I go and kill Jack, and that was my story. Does yours differ from that much, if at all? Yeah, so you meet your sister. There's some prophecy to get a sword to defeat bad guy. You go rescue mom. You beat bad guy. Great. Sounds like it was about the same. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really curious, then, like... why they needed two guides on IGN. But I don't feel like I'm curious enough to read them and find out why. Or um, play the game again. <laughs> or play the game again, for sure. Uh, great. So it sounds like that much didn't matter. But some of the choices you did, I, I assumed you loved this part about the game because you loved about Breath of the Wild, where the more good you are or the more bad you are, people in the towns respond to you appropriately. And the more famous you become. So there are two, there are two kind of... There's renown, which is how famous or infamous you are. And then there's also yeah. your alignment. So whether you're evil or bad, or good. So people respond to you different as you get more renown, as well as your alignment. And I know, uh, did you enjoy that part of the game? Did you notice it at all? Not really. So like in Breath of the Wild, what I liked about that was the world specifically reacted to your momentary action. I point a bow at someone, they get scared because anyone would get scared if you point a bow at them. Um, But whereas this was more like somehow people in the town knew that I was a good person but didn't ever cite any specific actions that I had taken except for that one dude in prison. You'll just walk around town and you'll just hear like, he looks like a good man. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. Like, it didn't really do much for me. It, it's kind of like at, at a certain point in the game, I actually wondered, oh, because I killed 
Twinblade, am I? Did that set me on the evil path? Am I on the good path? I I actually wasn't really entirely sure until the end of the game. Uh, when you're in prison, you end up with like. I didn't get horns, but I got this like maybe it's something like a, a an item add on. I got like this like tattoo kind of like going around around my head and across my body that was like blue streams essentially. I think that's what your body looks like when it's good, and I'm more certain of that now because you mentioned horns and I didn't have any horns. But like that's how little it, it was apparent to me that there was difference in in the action. Gotcha. I am curious about. Uh, it, from my perspective, as I got more evil, people like were cowering in fear as I started coming up. People were like, ah! "Oh, that's cool." Yeah, and then yeah, like that's cool. People would like literally start running from me anytime that I entered a town, which was fun, but also like made it really like obnoxious to try to like, "Hey, I want to talk to you and buy shit." <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the consequences of being a bad dude. Social it. consequences. That's it. Uh, I want to talk to you about combat because that's a big part of what makes this game really cool. Is the choice of combat that you have, there's the range, there's the melee, there's the the magic, and then the way that the experience system works, where it's a little bit of kill shit and get experience that you can spend, and a little bit of the more you use this thing, the more mm-hmm. you get from it. Uh, so I'm curious about which of those three you chose to like main, what were your favorite things about it, and how did you like the overall system? Uh, I, I didn't like the combat that much, to be honest. I mostly did magic and melee with my sword. Uh, that was kind of my go-to. I had that fire ability where you kind of like pound on the ground and a huge like wave of fire would shoot out in all directions. Sure, yeah. Um, really great move because every area I went to, it felt like the biggest challenge was just having a bunch of enemies surrounding me. And also swords are i don't find them that effective i had to use magic just to get an in to hit enemies with my sword and then it'd take a bazillion hits to kill any enemy i'm like am i doing this wrong or is it really just that sword spongy i can't say bullet spongy you know bullet sword spongy and in terms of like the items you use, they explain that. The items you use, like you'll level up those items more. But I feel like my magic never got that much stronger. But for some reason, I relied on my bow to kill Jack at the end of the game. And that was a great tactic, even though I barely used the bow the entire time. So it, it not only did I feel like that didn't work, as well as say like Skyrim, which also did that, but obviously like five years later or seven years later, whenever Skyrim came out, seven years later. Um, but I just felt like the combat was kind of boring. And at a certain point, I just kind of ended up running past enemies all the time because I found that bosses were so easy to cheese that I never really actually had to be a certain level. I like The main reason to get a higher level sword for me was, ooh, this fight will, won't be as long, but I will still get through it on my first <laughs> try. Um, so yeah, the combat didn't really speak to me that much. I am going to confess that when I played it the very first time as a kid... I learned very quickly that the lightning spell is completely overpowered. And I continued that strategy throughout the entirety of this game, this playthrough as well. <laughs> it It's one of those spells that like you just continually hold the button and it's just... It just continues to hit the enemy. They're interrupted the entire time while they're being hit by it too. So they're just like... Uh, 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 and they can't move. And then it can spread to other people. And, it had, and the more that you leveled up, it becomes chain lightning. So all I for most groups, all I had to do was just like and just start chain lightning and do it on one guy, and then the entire group would just go uh, 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 together till they die. Uh, so I that's the very first thing I did, was immediately max out lightning and immediately max out my energy meter, my mana. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I cheesed most of the game with that. In fact, I'm pretty sure the weapon, like the, the melee weapon that I started the game with was what I played most of the game with because I never used it. And then for the occasional enemy that like magic wasn't that effective on, I would have a bow and I leveled up my bow with that. So uh, yeah, magic was super overpowered, but specifically the lightning spell. And that made everything mm-hmm. super easy. But of course, as you mentioned too, it's kind of kind of boring. Like I didn't, Going into a fight, I never really felt like there was a threat at all. I, it was just like, all right, I'm going to lightning these guys until my mana goes down and use a potion. All right, continue lightning these guys until they die and use a potion. Okay. Or sometimes it'd be like, well, my health's that low, and that attack's going to do more damage than I have even left, so just let them kill me, and one of those vials will save me again. I always had my vials maxed out. Oh, the out. resurrection? Yeah, so I could just keep res- resurrecting immediately i never saw a game over screen because i just kept doing that yeah uh and so, same with the potions in the magic too like you run out of magic do a will potion yeah it's just yeah it, you can keep it going forever and i feel like i had enough money and there were enough available from like different sellers and things like that that i that i always had a huge stock of will potions and health potions and resurrection vials mm-hmm. too so um but i appreciated the variety of combat that there was like you could do ranged melee and, and magic and I liked the the experience system and the way that it allowed you to level those up. But yeah, I didn't have a, a ton of fun with it because I knew how to cheese it. Um, Everything is so cheesable, like extremely yeah. cheesable. The trolls. Were, oh yeah, with the rocks. Yeah, you just walk around them and then just hit them twice and then move again to the right, then hit them twice, then move to the right, hit them twice, move to the right. Just keep doing that over and over again. And he won't be able to hit you until he does his like one move where he like spreads rocks out of himself or out of the ground, and he just take a few steps back and then walk back forward again. Like, and he telegraphs the move, yeah. so obviously it's not a big deal. The only time that the combat really annoyed the hell out of me was the arena because no, it really? just first of all went on for so it did long. Go on forever, yeah. And then at, I made the decision for Whisper to not kill her. I walk out. And then it just cuts to black, and it loaded for 15 minutes. And I'm like, okay, I don't think it's taking 15 minutes to load. So I, re- <laughs> I turned my system off and turned it back on again. Or sorry, I mean, turned uh, Fable off, quit it out of it, and opened it back up again. And uh, <laughs> I had to do the, the arena all over again. <gasps> no! And the first time, another glitch happened that I was just fearing coming up the second time around. The first time I fought a troll was the stone troll. For some reason, the stone, the other, I went after one stone troll, Whisper went after the other one, but the troll that Whisper went after had its target on me. So as I'm doing the step, step, hit, hit, step, step, hit, hit strategy, it's just throwing rocks at me the entire time. It was so aggravating because I would get like a hit in and then I'm a hit again. And then I'd have to keep healing myself up. And I'm like, I'm going to run out of potions because of the stupid little glitch that just happened here. Drove me nuts. But it didn't happen the second time around. Something weird must have like happened right as that uh, round started. But I'm like, oh, if it's like that again, I'm so mad. <laughs> I'm not doing that again. <laughs> and then um, the the scorpion that he fight at the oh, end of yeah. that. The first time, really hard because I was using melee. And then I'm like, oh, if I just use my bow and just kind of keep walking out of the way of its charge attack, it never even touches me. And I didn't even have to use any uh, revives or any health potions. So I kind of learned from doing it again, kind of some different strategies. And I started using the bow a little bit more after that, but still mostly just sword and, yeah. and magic. I was uh, I was lucky enough that lightning even keeps working while you're dodging. 
So as long as you keep holding the yeah. button, you can just keep rolling all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. So trolls were easy as hell. You just keep dodging in circles around them while you do lightning. And the scorpion mm -hmm. was one of the first enemies that I came across that like lightning did almost nothing to it. So that's when, yeah, I did the same thing you did. Pull out the bow, just keep shooting it in the face from afar and slowly <laughs> walk away when it comes your direction. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, sounds like combat for both of us was not super fulfilling, uh, but I appreciate what it tried to do and that we saw works in so many future games. Like, I feel like this set the ground mm -hmm. for a lot of these games with its decision-making yeah, yeah. abilities and, and combat as well. What did you think about, like, the quest structure and the the openness of this game for its time in 2004? It never felt... for At the time of 2004, I can see how it was open in mission structure that kind of stuff but it never felt open to me just because the whole world is basically a giant corridor yeah so i never really felt that like vast world but what saved me from it feeling contained was its art style and the kind of look of the world but that's a different conversation um mission structure so much of so here's why i don't like the mission structure um the missions themselves were fine. I usually found that you'd kind of do some, like, go to here, talk to someone kind of quirky, fight off some hobs or something like that. Like, you know, it was, you know, pretty standard mission structure, nothing wrong there. Right. But I got, the part of the mission structure that confused me the most was the map and how the map guides you to different missions. Because if you want to walk around, as opposed to just warping everywhere, and you're looking at the map, on the, the mini-map, to see which direction the gold arrow is pointing towards... And figuring out how you're going to angle your character to head towards that direction because the map felt like it was like inverted compared to what you were seeing for some reason. Like it, that was a, a challenge in and of itself. And that got a little annoying. And because it was linear, I kept thinking to myself, like, I would have just preferred this if it was like Uncharted kind of style, like chapter one, this is what you do, chapter two, this is what you do. And the decisions carry over. Like, I would have been much happier with that kind of structure. It didn't feel open enough in his world for the mission structure to to breathe as it should have. I agree with you that like the entire thing is just one giant corridor. I, the map also frustrated me because you can't just like you can't just open the map and then with your cursor just like move around it and and yeah. Just, it, like you had to go quest by quest or city by city and it's like well, what if I, I I just need to see like how the fuck do I get to this little area? That's all I want to know and I can't and the list is not even in a logical order yeah. to what you're seeing in the map. So it's like you'll you'll be at Heroes Guild, and then you'll move one down, and then you're all the way across the other side of the map. And you're like, but I just I just moved to the next city. I just wanted to see Bowerstown. Like, yep. what the hell? It That drove me insane. Yeah, It wasn't alphabetical. It wasn't in order in which you got them. I checked all these things because I'm like, there's got to be some logic to this list. I literally think the game starts off and just says, shuffle order. <laughs> and it just shuffles the order of everything in the list because it was aggravating. The quests and stuff like that and the mission structure, I, I'm not a huge fan of the fact that everything revolved around the table at the guild. Like, mm -hmm. I finished something here and then I have to warp back to the guild to pick up whatever the next quest card is and it might pick up exactly back where I was. I'm like, why couldn't I have just talked to the person there and picked up the quest? But I don't know if it's a limitation of the time or the tech, but... They actually had a workaround for this that I figured out at the very end of the game. And I wish they had told me about it because I had that same exact frustration where it's like, great, I go to Heroes Guild, then I have to warp to somewhere, then walk a bunch to get to the exact spot I was just at again. You can actually hold down the D-pad and you can recall back to where you were before. Oh, yeah, that exact spot. 
Yeah, but I just um, I didn't, didn't figure I... that out until like the graveyard path, which is like towards the very end of the game. Yeah, I just didn't understand why I had to leave that spot in general to get the quest. Yep. Yeah. So it'll announce it to you like, hey, you have a new quest, and then sometimes they would just put a quest in your inventory, and you yeah. don't have to go back to the Kira's Guild. Yeah. Uh, another thing about the quest structure that I did not enjoy is once you start a quest, the one that I'm thinking of is particularly is the cave of with the hobs and you got to go find the kid in the cave with the hobs. I didn't even do that one. <laughs> Once you start a quest and I go in there and I start killing some of the things and then you get to trying to rescue the kid and there's this fairy that's like, I won't let him go. But if you bring me another human to sacrifice, then I will, I'll swap him out. And so I'm like, Ooh, I'm playing evil. I want to go find a human to sacrifice. And I remember, Oh shit. I let that guy go earlier. I wonder if I could go find someone else, but I was not allowed to leave the quest area. And I killed a bunch of shit in there. gotten so much experience points and all that kind of stuff. But it wouldn't let me leave the quest area without reloading a previous save. It's like, you're about to warp out of this area, or you're about to leave this area in the middle of a quest. Do you want to load the previous save before you started the quest? I was like, no, because then I'm going to lose all the experience and all the treasure that I just got. So, like, you were trapped in that quest until you finish it, or unless you just give up what you earned in it. That was frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially something specific like that like hold on to a person bring them throughout the entire quest and then give that person a sacrifice how would you have known that ahead of time yeah I don't know <laughs> but overall uh, I I had a fun time with it I did race through it I didn't I didn't do a ton of side quests I didn't do like uh, a lot of the systems of the game that I feel like the game was kind of built around and people really enjoyed are the like open world like GTA style stuff that I'm not interested in. It's like buy a house, rent it to people, collect rent mm-hmm. on this. You can make your tattoos one of 30,000 different tattoos and you can get your hair cut and do your mutton chops at the barber. And it's like, I didn't do any of that shit, uh, which I feel like was a big part of the game that mm-hmm. people really enjoyed. And that, that kind of contributed to the openness feel of it. But none of that really interested me at all. It also didn't tie enough into the main gameplay mechanics, the the fundamentals, if you will, that I felt the need to <laughs> right. to do any of that. Like, if like for for example, the tutorial area, you start off the game. The very first thing they have you do is walk around town, talk to the people who are green dots, see what kind of things you can do for them, and like find the the teddy bear for this one girl or beat up the bully. <laughs> like I you said, like titty all bear. that. Kind of... <laughs> find the teddy bear, <laughs> and. I'm like, oh, and I actually like that part a lot. I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool how, <clears throat> I mean, for 2004, it was really cool. And I'm like, I can't wait to see how that kind of plays into making decisions in the game going forward and what kind of choices I'm going to have in the missions. And then nothing in the main story ever went back to any of that stuff ever again. And it kind of felt like it was the first thing they showed me. And I get that if you go in the optional stuff, you can start doing that. <clears throat> Jesus, cracked it. <laughs> Pubescent departo here. Um, I, I, none of that stuff was incorporated in the main story enough f- for it to feel like it was a important part of the game. I agree. Which is a shame because that's kind of what I was looking forward to the most. Oh, I'm sorry I let you down. <laughs> I'm so glad I played it. I feel like I've said a lot of be- like negative things about the game. I don't think I've said enough good things about the game yet. <laughs> so I'm just kind of like, well, what do you? I, I was about to wrap up our discussion. It. Like, what do you have to say that's good about it? Does it make you want to do two, three, and whatever the next one is? It makes me want to do the next one. I don't know if I need to do two or three, but I think overall, what I liked about it is the art direction, the sense of world. Even though it's like an open world, it, it felt like a cool fantasy setting that I would like to return to 
in in the future i like that they're like different enemy types like the kind of the um the charm of the world like the kind of the humor around it like it it was a good it's a good ip it's something that i would like to see more of even if this specific game didn't speak the most to me because speak the best to me and i think it's because the things that were as impressive to me weren't it was mostly just because it was a game from 2004. The combat wasn't great. Okay, well, it was 2004. The decision-making wasn't all that awesome. Okay, well, it was, it was 2004. The world wasn't open. Well, it was 2004, and they're doing all these other things that an open world would have been very hard to do, but now you can do those things. So I'm excited to see what Fable 4, or whatever they end up calling it, uh, turns into, or if it's just Fable reboot, who knows. Um, so I'm looking forward to that still. I wouldn't say I'm like, Fable's bad, but you know, just I think if I played this in 2004, I would have liked it more. It's yeah. kind of my closing thought. Yeah, I I like you don't feel the need to play two or three after playing this. Um, although I am kind of curious, like where do they are? Is this a are those a continuation of this story? How do they determine what's canon and not? Since you do have that choice of like I could kill my sister, I could not kill my sister. I could mm-hmm. kill Whisper, I could not kill Whisper. That kind of thing. Um, so I'm curious where they go with that. But I can look that up in a YouTube video. <laughs> but I think you're right. It is it is a it's a worthwhile IP. I like the world. I like the humor. I like what they can do with this, the charming feel of it. So uh this does still make me excited to play the Series X whatever's coming in the future, for sure. But yeah, I don't think I'm I don't think I'm on board for two or three yet. No. Although those were two thousand eight and two thousand ten respectively, so they might have added some new shit. And they, they were three sixty games. And they you're right, you had kids in that game. Mm-hmm. We all know how much you love kids. Holding to part of. If there's anything about him, he loves the children. Think um, of the children. Think of the Why children. Why doesn't anyone think of the children? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all for Fable. Unless you had any last pressing thoughts. Hmm. The whole time I wanted to play Ghost of Tsushima, and I can finally do that now. <laughs> so that, Nice. That's, Nice. Yeah, yeah the, for Alan Wake, that was for me. The whole time I wanted to play The Last of Us Part 2 again, but I was playing last... I mean, Alan Wake instead. This is why I didn't start Ghost of Shima until after Fable, because if I start it before Fable, I'm going to be like, Fable's fucking stupid. This is the worst fucking game ever. <laughs> <laughs> why doesn't it take place in Japan? All in right. the 12, 1200s. Yep, I agree. So, August, we are at a tie today. We just put out a poll, so it's either going to end up being Resident Evil 4 or Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. Uh, we will let you know via Twitter and or it's... hot air balloon what that one will end up being. Holden's looking right now what the results are currently, although we still have two days left in the poll. Well, we already had some votes. I know that. It is currently, okay, five to two Resident Evil 4 right now. So Oh, so it's looking like we might be playing Resident Evil 4 for August. All right. Yeah. We'll know for sure on Sunday when that poll ends. Thank you, everyone, for listening, for playing along with us, for being menches and womenches. Until next time, play some games, dude. Yeah, the games are good for you.